0: Welcome to The Point of View Show. My name is Andrew Tran, I'm your host. This show highlights business professionals in Asia and around the world to get an understanding on what makes them effective, how they do it, and advice to help you grow in leadership, branding, marketing, and sales. For more information, head over to my website, www.andrewtran.asia. Before we get into it, smash that subscribe button and click notifications, whether or not you're listening or watching this. It helps me a ton and it helps other like-minded people find these episodes a lot easier. Now, let's get on with the show. My next guest is Kevin Mulrain. He is a seasoned sales professional, a coach, mentor, and co-host of his podcast, Addicted to Growth Show. He has over 12 years in the sales and development game and is currently the vice president, head of US sales for ProQuo AI, which is a brand management platform that helps challenge your brands get bigger, faster. So check them out, ProQuo AI, it's in the show notes below. They're doing something really cool, really exciting, really big, um, and it's gonna really disrupt the way in which brands look at the impact of the dollars that they spend on their marketing campaigns, so check them out. Our chat was really, really fun. We spoke a lot around lead generation, growth hacking, some of the common mistakes that sales and marketing teams face when they start creating lead gen programs as well. I also wanted to ask him about the complexities of creating a lead gen campaign for products and services that are you know, complex in its nature. Um, and so he gave a really good intake around that. Um, but the key insight I got around it was focus on the customer but at the same time also focus on the dollar, dollar line results. And what does that mean? It means basically as much as you want to focus on the customer experience and building this great experience out for them and doing these focus groups and everything, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't help translate into an action or into a dollar line figure, it becomes almost useless. So being you know having that experience to kind of deviate, uh, but also balance out between customer experience, customer centricity, intimacy, all those kind of key buzzwords and how does that translate to the dollar line? So that kind of, you know, it's, it's a cool way to kind of separate levels between uh, a marketer a director and like a middle manager coming through as well. So hope you guys like it without further ado, Kevin Mulraine. Kevin Mulrain, What's going on, brother?
1: Not much, man. It's really good to see you. It's good to talk to you. How are you?
0: Good. I'm really good. Um, uh, for anyone who's watching or listening, uh, I'm doing a nighttime podcast recording because uh, Kevin's coming in from New York city. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a 12 hour difference coming through. So interesting. Uh, but it's going to be cool hopefully the internet holds up because the last time i did it there was like this lag and you see my ugly (laughs) face for like five minutes as i'm trying to get the internet back up again so all is good man all is good how about you awesome really quickly yeah man
1: things are good man no no complaints just uh just rocking and rolling over here you know getting things started for the year so yeah great great things here nice
0: man lighting fires kicking ties i love it man so hey look like for anyone who's watching or listening kevin Mulrain. He is a coach, a mentor. He has his own podcast called Addicted to Growth. I would strongly suggest you subscribe to that if you haven't done so already. But Kevin, um, really quickly, uh, you say you're a pizza and wine enthusiast. So I want to ask you, as a, as a pizza connoisseur, is it blasphemy to eat pizza with a knife or fork?
1: You know what? Um, be, that's probably the, the, the second most asked question question I get besides for like recommendations for pizza places but it's it's you know what I'll say I'm gonna say no it's not and I'll say because it's just all about eating pizza and having a really good time like it became a big thing in my house because every Friday night my family like it's pizza night my kids know it they do little excited dances like it's just fun so it's more you know what it's more of a lifestyle right like (laughs) it's about having fun and eating pizza man
0: Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, and so I think, um, you know, I, I also think like when people do eat, um, uh, you know, when people do eat pizza, it's, they either fold it or, or they kind of hold it um, and coming in and stuff, man. Like, are you a folder or, or just like, nah, I don't fold it, I just just shove it in my mouth.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'd say I'm a folder, but I, I play the game with my my kids, which is like, see how few bites I can have to take, like to finish the entire slice, nice. which they, they think is funny. And My my wife just shakes her head. So, but yeah, no, man, <laughs> we get after it. We have a lot of fun. That's cool. That's cool. All right, man. So look, like uh, for anyone who's watching or listening, like
0: we're, we're going to talk about growth, um, lead gen and all that. and And with Kevin, like, you know, one of the things that I really like uh, when I when I look at what you're trying to do is you're all about kind of uh, growth, but you know attributing it to to actual results coming through, right? And so, you know, I guess my question is is like, what are the mis- common mistakes you see when you talk to like sales and marketing teams when they start strategizing and coming up with, you know, a lead gen uh, program?
1: Yeah, I I, I think um, that's a great question. I think I think yeah. one of the common mistakes is that departments are still very siloed, right? So, so marketing has their plan, sales has their plan. And then I'll even take it a step further where, you know, um, customer success and customer experience has their plan, right? And, and, and that's revenue to me, right? Any of these customer facing functions that are driving dollars um, are, is revenue, right? And so um, I think the, the most important thing from a step one perspective is, is first and foremost, is just pure alignment across all of these departments too often, you know, marketing is measured on one thing, which is counterintuitive to sales. Um, you have to have that North Star. And I think everything that these three departments are doing need to, need to line up to, to, to revenue, right? Like revenue needs to be the North Star. And so if everyone's driving towards a common goal, it starts to remove these silos. It starts to remove the friction. Um, and then these teams you know, organically start to collaborate and work together a lot better.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, if it makes no money, it makes no sense at the end of the day. Right. So you hear that like uh, Floyd Mayweather talks about that a lot from, you know, his Monica, but it makes so much sense though, when you think about it, right? Like, yes. You know, if you talk to a CX, uh, practitioner, who will be like, it's all about the customers. like, yeah, I get it. But man, if this customer ain't buying from you and he's having a good time, but he ain't buying from you, then what the hell, why are we in this business for?
1: Yeah, and you know, and I think another thing too, which is really interesting there, but there's also, what what revenue do you turn down, right? Like very often, you know, like new business is focused on new logo acquisition, which is super, super difficult, right? Mm. Um, but just because a company is willing to give you money doesn't necessarily mean that you should take that money, right? There could be pitfalls in terms of, you know, you um, you know, you could, you can look into the future and say, like, odds are because of X, Y, and Z they're going to churn in, in nine to 12 months. And it's probably not the investment from a people, a resource perspective, you know, so really understanding, you know, what does a good customer look like? What does a lifetime value of a customer look like? You know, those are, those are other elements of, of revenue growth, right? Because it's not just pouring in that top line, you know, new business revenue, understanding how you grow your customers, you retain your customers from from that new business vantage point is is incredibly important as well.
0: Yeah, I, I like how you just said it, like you know, understanding the customer, the insights, their mindset coming through. Actually, that kind of brings me up to, to the next question. You know, when we talk about growth hacking um, nowadays, like w- what's probably changed in the last five years, in your opinion?
1: A lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. But I think one of the things... Um, you know, I think the, the, the buyer the buyer journey is always changing and evolving. And I think, you know, less and less, um, I think buyers are looking for a frictionless buying experience and sales still has their sales process. And I think um, what, what, what companies and, and sales leaders and marketing leaders, like what everyone really needs to figure out is how do their buyers buy? What does a frictionless process look like? Um, how can you stay true to your process at the same time, you know, giving the buyer what they want? So to me, it's all about the customer experience from everything from that first touch point of, you know, a, a company comes to your websites and, and, you know, takes a look at your blog or interacts with a piece of content um, from there all the way through to, you know, the contracts process, the, you know, even when your finance team is, is interacting with your customer, right? I think there's just such a larger emphasis on the customer experience, which, um, I think is, is a huge component to how companies differentiate themselves these days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, in your opinion and, and from what you've seen, have you seen, like, have you seen COVID change the way of which customers are, uh, so changed the way of which brands will now have to redo their customer journey because of, uh, you know, Maslow hierarchy and needs of change and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think needs have definitely changed. I also think there's significantly more scrutiny on where companies and brands are are putting their dollars. Right. And so it's, it's really important for, um, you know, agencies and brands or, you know, whoever the buyer is, but it's, it's, you know, they're, they have every, you know, everything's under a microscope, man. Like every penny is being scrutinized and you have to be able to justify every single level of investment because, Obviously, the, the pandemic exposed, you know, some of that where companies were just bloated or, or overinflated um, yeah. or spending too much, right? So um, I think th- to me, that's probably the, the biggest change from, from the buyer side, yeah. um, you know, but they, they know what they need and they're going to go find, you know, what's going to help them achieve their specific goals and their priorities. I think companies are just much more zeroed in on what's important to them as opposed to trying to accomplish, you know, more.
0: Hey, uh, a quick question. Uh, You know, I wanted to ask you about like lead times, right? Um, Like, you know, lead gen, we typically think like quick, fast kind of movements, but for like really complex um, deals or or deals where it requires a lot of money. um, In your opinion, man, like, is is there a specific or is there one kind of major element when you approach uh, building or strategizing a lead gen program for really complex um, products or services?
1: It's a really good question. I think I think where you start with that when when you when you think complex, you start to think. To me, that the, the first thing that comes to mind is a lot of people involved in the buying committee, right? Whether that's from a user perspective, the actual decision maker perspective, the financial perspective, maybe even the implementation perspective, right? But complex just start to me starts to think more enterprise level deals, higher higher contract values, and and probably um, a lot more you know, uh, people involved. And I think when you're thinking about lead gen programs, right? Like what you need to be able to, to think about is how do you, how do you inspire those different personas? Because they're all going to have different needs, right? They're all going to have a different objective. Um, the way that they consume content is going to be a little bit different. So, um, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, first and foremost, it's, you know, understanding who your best customers are and, and translating that into, you know, a more strategic account-based approach, right? Whether that's through ABM programs, account-based advertising, um, account-based lead gen, right? There's a, there's a lot of different um, a lot of different ways you can go about it, but I think it's it's understanding, right? Like again, it's all about being empathetic, and and to me that means truly understanding people's challenges, needs, wants, and and priorities. And so um, when it gets to these complex deals, you know, you're just going to have more cooks in the kitchen. So it's more about understanding those different personas, what they need, what they want and how they, how they consume that content the best. Yeah. I like how you said
0: like inspire uh, those different personas because these different personas have, um, you know, they have different wants and needs coming through and I like that. And I think one of the things I do when I talk to my clients as well is, is like, Hey, you know, we have to spend a session defining what your channels are because you just mentioned that as well, like really defining You know, what is the role of, say, LinkedIn in comparison to Facebook, in comparison to Twitter? And how do we centralize it back onto our website so that we can control the environment, we can provide them with really great experiences coming through? Um, And then when they leave, how do we get them back on, but at a different state when they're, you know, it could have been just you know, we just caught them on the attention span. But now it's like, oh, they're in this marketplace now where they're starting to become interested and in they're starting to research the company is a little bit more. So how do we retarget these people coming through and, and keeping tabs on it? And so I think understanding yeah. those uh, those channels is really, really important alongside like being empathetic and, and also, you know, the tactful elements of like, yeah, like, you know, what are the what of the elements that come in um, that a customer has to go through in order to buy or use this complex service or program coming in from an enterprise level. So, yeah, I really like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you nailed it because there's there's the tactics, right? There's the channels and you know everything you just mentioned there. There's the retargeting, you know, the whole experience. But then you know, and this is why you start to think about it. you're like, man, this is actually really difficult because, and I and I use the word inspire. Um, very intentionally, because there's so much content out there, right There's so much content out there and when you're trying to create demand, I think what you're what you're really trying to do is show people a different way of doing things, maybe in a more efficient way, a better way, right and and, and that's all about inspiring people to change their habits. And so you know um, your your traditional ebook, you know probably isn't going to cut it anymore, right? You, you have to be able to, you know, be not just tactical, but also um, be able to build this content that is going to inspire folks to take action and change what they're doing today for the better.
0: Okay, so I know we're finishing up really quickly, but I, I ask all my guests this, and when it comes to advice, um, what kind of advice would you give a fellow CMO or C-suite when it comes to like reframing a marketing or sales problem uh, so that they're currently facing at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and I think what what some of the best CMOs, you know, CEOs, founders, heads of sales that I that I know that I talk to that I that I study, um, I think the best thing that they're doing is they're putting they're putting their customer front and center, right? It's not about um, it's no longer so much about like your vision and your mission. That should be what your it should be all around your customer. What are your customer's challenges? What are their opportunities? How do you help your customer more? So, you know, you hear the phrase like voice of the customer all the time. Um, and I think the best, the best, you know, the best CMOs and the best marketers I talk to are very client facing, which is, is pretty rare. Um, the best CEOs and founders are the ones that are still very client facing and just are very, very close to the customer, understand their, their needs, their wants, their desires, from a product like they that they offer, um, that's solving you know certain problems. So uh, to me, customers always front and center.
0: Yeah, intimacy, like just being like customer centric in that approach. Totally. Um, yeah, 100. percent Thank you very much, Kevin. So look for anyone who's watching or listening. Like, how can they reach out to you? What's the best place to reach out to you by?
1: I'm on LinkedIn. Super easy to find me, Kevin Mulrain. Not not that that crazy, but uh, you know very accessible there. Uh, hit me up. Send me a message always love to uh, talk shop and uh, you know, learn from others. So yeah, reach out to me there.
0: Nice, nice. And also like, you know, tell us a little bit about Addicted to Growth for anyone who's watching or listening.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. So um, Addicted to Growth is a podcast I started a little over a year ago with with Travis King. Um, Him and I met and we just, you know, immediately hit it off and we just started, you know, talking shop about all things sales, marketing, revenue, growth, hacking. and all of a sudden, I'm like, man, we should just turn this into a podcast. Like, this is pretty cool. You know, we're we're chopping it up, but like, let's bring others and let's learn from experts and what they're doing. And you know, I think Travis and I are both life learn, you know, lifelong learners and and always looking to find ways to learn from others and better ourselves. And it was a great opportunity for us to share our knowledge to to help others, but at the same time, you know, talk to some super smart people. So, um, you know, all things all things revenue growth. We we dive into the people behind the microphone, like what makes them tick, what makes them great at what they do. And um, so it's, it's also, you know, hopefully it's, it's helping people, you know, grow not just professionally, but also personally. So uh, yeah, check it out. If you like it, you love it, hit me up. Let me know if you hate it, let me know. <laughs> we, we're always open to feedback. Um, and so uh, yeah, man, check it out. It's awesome.
0: All right, cool, man. And for anybody who's watching, listening, I'll put them in the show notes below. So Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, for joining me on the POV show. And for anyone who's watching, listening, thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode.